Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In the know, nonstop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Yes, and also presented by TCL, one of the world's best-selling consumer electronics brands. They got a new lineup of award-winning TVs, delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution, all at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Good evening, Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgat, our executive producer, Declan Goff, and our friend, one of the most passionate Vikings fans we know, Realistic Randy. Find his YouTube channel where you can find his content. Go subscribe. Uh, gentlemen, we've had a couple days, at least the three of us, on the uh, core episodes of Purple Daily to digest just a really buzzkill loss by the Vikings. So let's turn it over to start these Tuesday night Purple After Dark shows like we usually do, to our friend, Realistic Randy. What is on your mind tonight, sir? Welcome. Well, I need to do a quick correction. You said one of the more passionate Vikings fans out <laughs> there. Uh, this season, not so much. It, it's dead. I'm dead inside. One so, of the most stoic and emotionless oh, yeah. and feelingsless Vikings fans. One I of the most numb Vikings fans we know. Realistic, Randy. I'm definitely <laughs> practicing stoicism for this season. So a couple of things. Kirk Cousins was awful. He was pathetic. He had a bad game. The amount of mental farts and gaffes that he had, clearly the game was just too big for him on Sunday against the Niners. He had a bad game at the same time. And I feel like I feel like I'm neither pro Kirk Cousins or anti Kirk Cousins. When he deserves to get ripped, I will do it. When he deserves praise, I will do it as well. He had a bad game. At the same time, and take Kirk Cousins' name out of it, a quarterback is allowed to have a bad game considering if that same quarterback has been carrying this team all season long. The Vikings are now 5-6, and six, okay? So now they're scratching and clawing their way as well as relying on other teams to do the dirty work for the Vikings. Okay, Seattle, we just just beat Washington. Okay, this team beat this team so we can maybe get to the seventh seed. The top three culprits for this season so far, in no particular order, coaching, defense, kicking. Kicking, field goal percentage, they're about middle of the league. But there was that game against Arizona the field goal, you should have made it, you were indoors, you missed it. That's a game lost. But also, they're 25th. The Minnesota Vikings are 25th in the league in extra point percentage. That's unacceptable. Defense, 30th. 30th ranked defense in the league. 30th against the run. 
So I think we started Purple After Dark, I want to say two weeks before the season started. In one of those streams, I said the Vikings, oh, my God, they are going to have, I either said top three or number one against the run. So Declan Goff, here's what I need you to do. I need you to go back to that specific stream, okay. format it on a DVD or Blu-ray <laughs> disc, send it to me so I can burn it to the ground. Okay? <laughs> because here's the bottom line. In eight years, in eight years, we've had different quarterbacks and different offensive line rotations and different defenses and different offensive coordinators, but we've consistently gotten the same results after every poor performance we get the same press conference well we didn't win but i'm proud of this team because they fought hard well okay so to that i will say this from this point on i declare because i've seen articles on coaches like pete carroll maybe he's on the hot seat matt Nagy, he's on the hot seat it's over with no coach in the league shall ever be on the hot seat ever again no coach shall ever get fired again because here's what I've learned, gentlemen. I'm tired of being a negative Nancy and all that stuff. I've seen the light. When a coach or when a team performs poorly, it's not a reflection of the coach. No, the coach is just going through some adversity. In fact, why stop there? Let's stretch it nationwide. Regardless, everyone out there that's watching this, Declan, Phil, Judd, you're watching this right now. You're on the show. Here I am too. Everybody out there, Whatever job you have, I declare that you have unlimited job security. In fact, <laughs> the moment you get hired, will you turn in your employment paperwork to HR? You're good forever. No one shall ever get fired again. When it comes to the 2021 Vikings, I cannot tell you enough that I really could not give the whole circumference of a rat's ass to whatever happens to this team. This team is a joke. They are an embarrassment to themselves. They're five and six. We fought hard. Think of all the resources. Judd, we talked about this before the season started. Think about all the resources that this team was given on defense against the run. Oh, they're going to be top three. They're bottom three. It's ridiculous. So they'll beat the Lions and everything's back. And oh, my God, we're all we just need is a couple of chips to fall our way every single year. It doesn't matter. This is the Vikings until changes are made. I love it. I love it. And I'm going to bring to you the one true positive, though. So, so. Wow. How much Surly Sunday? Oh boy. Sunday wow, did. How much, how Sunday much Surly have you been drinking Sunday tonight? Sunday did provide. I'm going to tell you. I'm serious. During the hockey game, I have wild fever. Um, here's positive. Because I, I think you summed up the feeling perfectly. The positive was Sunday provided a great slap in the face of the reality of the situation, which is it's done. Like, like that's how I felt before the Chargers game. And then, you know, you got the Chargers game. It's like, oh, boy. But I and, and I still feel Zimmer is done. But I was like, oh, boy, this, this is interesting. This is interesting. And then the Packers, you beat the Packers. It's like, okay, intriguing. You know, I wonder if some things can be saved here. The reality is it can. And, and I think that Sunday provided just a great tutorial in why it, it can't. Because here's the one 
place. I don't care about the kicking personally at this point. I just don't. The defense, entire defensive line's out. Okay. So like we can be like, well, the defense, I mean, yeah, what did did you expect? You know, you know where they fell woefully short in San Francisco? Coaching, like you said. Coaching. The coaching was terrible. The coaching was we knew, we knew what the price of poker going into that game was. We talked about it last week. We talked about it several times. We probably talked about it on Purple After Dark. Randy with you. Um, it was going to need to be an offensive display, and you were going to need to take it to San Francisco offensively. And by the way, you had your chances. Um, this team is not well coached enough to win. And and you know what? Guys get hurt. Hold on a second here. I'm getting breaking news. Oh, guys get hurt all the time in this league. No, but it's Team, different with the Vikings. No, teams are depleted. That's the breaking dude, news. Dude, the Packers, like, listen, the Vikings played their asses off against the Packers. The Packers were down so many key players and had a lead in that game late, right? Like, injuries, ha- sometimes it does feel like we all watch the Vikings in such a vacuum where it's like, well, I mean, what are they supposed to do? You know, <laughs> Daniel Hunter's out. It's like, well, like... <laughs> Almost every team in the NFL has a bunch of key guys. Some teams lost key guys before the season started, right? So you, you, you can't use that as a crutch for all of the bad things that happen. You're not going to have perfect coaching. You're not going to have perfect health. You're not going to have perfect offensive line play. On the offensive front, I brought this up as a nerd stat of the week with Alex Boone and you guys today. And Randy, I'll bring it up with you here too. So... Yes, the defense is the biggest reason. Like getting gassed for 200 yards rushing is the biggest, most problematic thing in that game. Uh, but that's just like one game, and you had no starting defensive lineman. And so I don't know. Like I'm not super worked up about the defense the last couple of games because like they're yeah they're super banged up. It's not ideal. I'm looking more at the macro. Like what the, the eight years of Zimmer, right? The the last four years of Zimmer Cousins. What are the big things and themes that keep popping up? I'll give you one here not maximizing offensive potential. The Vikings in eight years under Mike Zimmer have scored 40 points in a game four times. The Cowboys and the Bills have scored 40 points six combined times this season already, and we're not even to December yet. And you look around, and it's not like the Vikings are running out Devin Aromashadu and Bobby Wade at wide receiver anymore. You've had, over that time, you've had Diggs, Thielen in their primes, Justin Jefferson in his prime, right? Kyle Rudolph in his prime, Irv Smith. You've had Dalvin Cook. You, in fact, you run three running backs deep right now. Now that, now that uh, Wong Wu has stepped up and, and shown that he's one of the best kick returners in the NFL. So why aren't they maximizing? Who's the offensive guru? It's not Zimmer. It's not, it's not Clint Kubiak. Like, th- that actually bothers me more. They could have scored 40 points in that game against the Niners. They sputtered in the second half. Um, I think they left points on the board in the first half. So I know people are focused on the defense, but I look at them like eight years, eight years. And because of your style of coaching and your lack of offensive innovation in terms of scheming and just mindset, you've only scored 40 points in a game once every other year on average over the last decade. That's incredible to me. And yet he's gotten a free pass this entire time. I don't want to hear anything about hot seat or, oh, this could be his last year until it actually happens. The fact that he's gotten away with this this long. You mentioned it. Think about all the players that they've had. Diggs, Thielen, Kyle Rudolph. Say what you want about him. 
Dalvin Cook, I mean, well, to the running backs, oh, he'll feed them, no problem. I have no problem doing that. But this team, they could have always been for at least, I would say, four or five of those years, they could have been the 2018 Rams. They could have been the Chiefs from not this year, but the last two or three years before that. It's just amazing that however he's duped the Wolf brothers into, you know what, it's not working out, but next year it's going to all work out. I I don't know how it's been done. So when I see names like, okay, Doug Peterson, he's been fired, or Pete Carroll, he's on the hot seat, it's I find it laughable because how is it that this dude, Mike Zimmer, has been able to get away with it for so long? And yeah. the only well, thing well, dude, he part has, of it. go ahead. Well, part of it is like so. Pete Carroll's having the train wreck season, right? Like Pete Carroll's having the what are they like three and eight or four and eight or whatever they are. Like they're having sure, but he has the two Super Bowl appearances though. Yeah, one but, Super Bowl win. But I think teams and franchises and ownership groups they react to the train wreck season. And okay, now okay, the Seahawks are train wrecking. Now it's time to fire somebody. Ownership groups and the Vikings are the George Washington on the Mount Rushmore of of this group of owners. It's really hard to pull the trigger on some sort of major change when you're still flirting with the playoffs. And I and I listen like I want Super Bowl contendership. I want 13 wins instead of eight wins on a more regular basis. But they're looking at this franchise, the ownership group, saying, "Well, we're at least we're not the Lions. At least we're not the Jets. Like at least we're competitive for four months every year. That's what's happening." And yes. fans, fans are doing the same thing. You're, you're right, but I think at the same time, true leadership, they will make a move. So you remember, whether it's popular or not, Marty Schottenheimer with the Chargers way back when with San Diego. I want to say they either went 13-3 and three or 14-2. and two, Yes. And they went one and done in the playoffs, and he got fired. Yes, I said, what are you doing? They fired him. Now, granted, the Chargers, okay, now they're finally maybe making some noise with Justin Herbert a couple of quarterbacks later. But Andy Reid with Philadelphia, I mean, what do you have? Four NFC Championship appearances, one Super Bowl appearance, and they let him go. So there have been times where if you see clearly, yeah, we're not the Lions and we're not a total dumpster fire compared to the rest of the league. But if clearly nothing is going to change, especially after eight years, and you're still sitting there and looking stupid, then that's on you. So and the, here's another thing. Pat Shermer, Kevin Stefanski, whenever we do get any sort of, okay, this offense can be pretty good, this is finally what we've been waiting for, they go. They're gone. And we're stuck with this old fart of a head coach that says, okay, no, I've got it under control. It's ridiculous. I understand what you're saying, Phil. It's not a train wreck, but there have been enough examples where teams say, I'm tired of being mediocre. I want to get to the next level. And if we have to suffer for three or four years to get to that point, and so be it. The problem is is not Mike and not the Wilfs, though. It's the buffer that Rick Spielman serves as in between this. Because Rick would be the one to go to the Wilfs and say, we got to make a change. And it's almost like Rick is afraid to do that. And I think he's afraid to do that. And this is where the real problems start. Because Rick knows that if Rick starts to get questioned, right, there's some questions there. Like Mike could come back and say, Ziggy, Mark, um, it's not me who's not finding a quarterback. It's Rick. And so that's where I think if you are the Wilfs, you're probably at a point. And I don't know if they'll 
do this. I think Mike's probably gone, but I don't know about Rick. But I think if you're the Wilfs, the smart play here is you got a clean house there. Like like you've yeah. got to get because the Wilfs, the Wilfs are smart enough to know they don't know a lot. But at some point in time, too, it, it's your responsibility as the steward of this franchise to take complete control and say, we, we tried this. But I mean, if you look at like, how long can we continue saying of Rick Spielman? Well, yeah, but you don't understand how many draft picks he gets and all the fifth rounders that he gets. Um, quality. That's always the fallback, though, right? Like he found Stefan Diggs in the fifth rounder. Is the new guy going to do that? And so it almost becomes, again, of being afraid. The problem, though, is is what are the most important tenants of the National Football League right now? Offense, offensive coach quarterback right and the problem is the vikings don't have a handle on any of, of that and to phil's point and he's right at this point in time the offense improved against the chargers and packers for sure we don't even know who is doing that like it's this shadow guy in the background of like hey right, hey do do this instead like we don't even know who's doing what now we don't know who the cooks in the kitchen are and i think that's where the wilfs as as the people that own and run and are responsible for it, this franchise are really at a crossroads now where they need to step in and just say, we tried, everybody did their best. This whole thing, GM and coach needs to go in a different direction. We will choose the GM. He will choose the coach. I think that's how it should go. Because if you do get rid of, let's say just Mike Zimmer and say, okay, Rick, you choose the next head coach. At what point do you say you've never been able to put together a decent offensive line for an entire season? The quarterback situation, Kirk Cousins, I think that's the one that's up in the air. It kind of divides fans. But after that, there's nothing there. I don't trust you. I don't trust that you won't trade back 17 times for 70 or 70 seventh round round draft picks. Uh, It just needs to go. Rob Brzezinski is the only guy that I would keep around after you clean house, but it, it, you have to start over because if you're too scared, if you're too scared to make a move and say, okay, we're doing fine just how we are, that is a loser's mentality, and you're never going to get anywhere. You know, uh, the Vikings might have a loser's mentality, but the folks at Surly have a winner's mentality. Judd Zolgad, tell them. And they do indeed, and and that's why the greatest IPA around is, is- – my friends from Surly Brewing, the Surly Furious IPA is fantastic. And you know what? If you're a Vikings fan, win or lose, more so lose at times. Surly Furious takes the edge off because they're winners. They are people who know what they're doing. They are your first-round draft pick. If you're looking for a good quarterback, Rick Spielman, I got one right here in my hand. Surly Furious IPA, as the weekend approaches, you Want to go to your local liquor store, pick some up, and enjoy it. Especially, you know, Vikings Detroit might be painful. Surly Ferris will take the edge off that. You know, let's let's talk about that game for a second here, boys, because the Lions, who haven't won a game all year, came this close at U.S. Bank Stadium to beating yeah. the Vikings, and it was my guy, Kirk Cousins, Mr. Game-Winning Drive, with about 35 seconds left, who brought the Vikings down into field goal range, and they kicked the game-winner and they avoid that embarrassment. Now they're playing at Detroit. Detroit has had, what, three extra days to prep for this game, coming off like their fifth close shave loss, another game-winning field goal loss. I mean, they've 
I want to say they've lost on like four or five game-winning buzzer-beating field goals, including a 66-yarder by Justin Tucker. Baltimore, yeah. They're fighting. They have not quit at all. In fact, quite the opposite, uh, playing for Dan Campbell. Um, I don't just chalk this up as an immediate, easy victory, like a get-right game. They're going to have to go in. I have a feeling they're going to have to go in and uh, legitimately fight for this thing. And it, it worries me a little bit that uh, the old Lions are due for one here. I don't know. What are your guys' thoughts on this one? Well, DeAndre Swift likely out. I don't know if he's been officially ruled out, but I'm assuming he's going to be gone. So you have Jamal Williams at running back. He's not bad. Jared Goff at quarterback. They haven't won a game at all this season. So this is really shaping up to really, if any team is going to give up the first win, to the Lions this 2021 season, it's going to be the Vikings. I think they will win, but it's it's going to be one of those where you fight tooth and nail, and maybe you have to win 19-17 like you did earlier this season. So I think they're going to win. I'm not going to say it's going to be a cakewalk, but at the same time, I just I just don't care. I cannot emphasize this enough. I do not care because they're going to beat the Lions – and, oh, my God, now let's look at seeding again. Okay, this team lost, so we have a chance because now we're in the eight spot, so we can jump and hover over this. But it's like, yo, you barely beat the Lions. You barely beat the Lions the first time. I just do not care. I cannot emphasize that enough. So what gets what gets you right now the most excited when it comes to the Vikings? Like the games on the schedule, option one, mock drafts, option two, uh, lists of head coaching candidates, option three, or lists of like crazy trades involving quarterbacks and Kirk Cousins, option four? I'm going to go with option five, Black Monday. Yeah, firing. <laughs> just, Black I knew Monday. Just, just yeah. straight up the firing. Nothing. Yeah. I don't care about any more mock drafts because, and here's, here's what, and I'm guilty of this. Every offseason, I look like an idiot, and I do this where I look at every draft pick and every free agent signing, and I say, that's great. Oh, th- this is going to work out. Top-notch, A-plus move for the Vikings. Man, oh, they are going to make some noise this year. And I get that you can make the argument that every fan base, that they do that, but I especially do it. I don't care about any more mock drafts. I don't care about what the next quarterback is because I promise you this. Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes that we all know today, not that great this year, but that we know that he's capable of being, what, two Super Bowl appearances? Patrick Mahomes would not be this Patrick Mahomes with this team and this head coach. He would restrict him like he does with everybody else. I don't care about mock drafts. I don't care who the next quarterback is going to be. I don't care about the next free agency signings. None of this matters. Eight years in, the same song and dance. We are seeing the same results. Despite everything else being different, the one constant has been the head coach. I don't care until he's gone. Otherwise, you're wasting everybody's time. So they're going to beat Detroit because I am an expert on unlikable teams. And the Vikings are an unlikable team. And what unlikable (laughs) teams do is they lose the game against San Fran because that's a prove-it game. Like, that would have been an impressive win. 
And then they come back and Zim will be like, people don't believe anymore, gentlemen. What should we do about it? Let's go beat Detroit. Let's show. By the way, before Judd finishes out his thought here, he is Judd is nine and two picking games this season before the season started. Yep. But like Judd laying out his schedule before the season started is is nine and two so far through the first 11 games. Mm -hmm. So I I'm listening here, but you think about it, but, but I mean, the wild did this for years. They rebounded and would win when their backs were against the wall. Here's my edict to the Wilfs, and I beg them to listen closely. They should have a sign-up in their offices that say, just good enough isn't good enough. Because the Vikings will do this. They will be just good enough to be like, Man, they, I mean, we showed some life there, boys. Should we make some change? I mean, I don't know about these changes. Like, they, they could be dangerous. But you know what? This They'll always end here. Like, there's no next turn. There's no next curve of, oh, man, they've turned the corner now. They're done. This is done. So what they do on Sunday, I don't care. They could win three consecutive games now. I don't care. There's nothing they can do that's going to put them in a championship pedigree now. Um, they will fool you, though. So don't be fooled. I think they beat the Lions. Uh, I think that I shouldn't say it's a given because I want the egg on my face when, when <laughs> they're, it doesn't se- dude, They're seven-point road favorites. I think they were, but I think that's That's right. aggressive. Seven-point yeah. road favorites against a team that almost beat them at home. Did, I mean, did you watch that Bears game, though, you guys? Oh, yeah. my God. It's yeah, the Lions tough. showed fight. Yeah. That's what I saw. I saw a lot of scrappy, yeah, kneecap slashing players that were fighting for their NFL lives. Was it was it 07 or 08 when they went 0 and 16, right? Like when they went when they went winless and both those games against the Vikings they like they had chances to win their yeah. first game of the season yeah. were against those Vikings. Rod Marinelli, teams. right? Yes. So I, I think I think they get this win. They should win handedly. I'll have a write that yeah, down on it tomorrow. Well, I'll have a write that down on it tomorrow. It's a tease. It's a tease. It's a tease. Right. I'm, waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I, I did say in the first one they're gonna they're gonna win by less than seven points, and I got absolutely destroyed on Twitter for that. That one turned out correct. You're but so I think negative. they win handedly. No. I'm so negative, Dex. Yeah, how dare I? But yes, I think they win. I think they win handedly. Dude, seven a seven yet. point road favorite. And by the way, the con- with Randy, it looks like the consensus according to ESPN.com is eighty percent of people are picking the Vikings to cover the seven points on the road here. Oh, wow. That's a, that's way too much public sentiment toward the Vikings but, here. But don't you guys? But don't you guys think the key is to not get fooled now? Like I just I don't believe in anything that we see because it's not it's not going to it's always going to be this way, and and. They're not. They're not going to just tank now. Like that's not them. They're. Yeah, they're, they're not. not going they're, to, yeah. They're. They're too. They're good. Not, like. Well, they're too good. And Kirk is. Kirk and Zim are rebound masters. People don't believe. Now I'll show them. The problem is they can't show you when we need you to. Yeah, so they, can't, they 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 hang. They love to hang the banners after like you yeah. know week nine, a big win well, against the Broncos they in both, week they nine. They both or love to be right. And in their minds, they're right if they come back and, and beat the Lions. You didn't believe in me after the San Francisco game. I'm just saying I think the most important thing to, to get to, to where Randy wants to go and get guys fired is to not believe in anything that we see from here on out because it's not going to produce um, a sustainable result that's going to be desirable. And I'll say this too, Randy. You know, 
if you are the Lions or if you are the Jets or one of these, like the Texans, just one of these train wreck franchises, even the Jaguars, I know they've, they've got Trevor Lawrence now, but mm-hmm. Mike Zimmer and Kirk Cousins as a pairing are your Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. Like they will get you to eight wins. They'll get you from two wins to eight wins, and you can no longer be a laughingstock. But this is a franchise that's gone 61 years without a Super Bowl championship. The bar should be higher than eight wins, eight wins, nine wins, ten wins. And unfortunately, that's where their glass ceiling is. That's where, and people are going to make all these excuses up, you know, about, uh, well, but Kirk's never had this and Kirk's never had that. It's like Kirk's been in the league for 10 years. He's been a starter for seven years. He is one game under 500, the teams that he plays on. He is what he is. Like, he's not terrible. He'll flash for a month and a half and put up ridiculous numbers, and he'll finish with 4,000 plus yards. But whether it's leadership or just lack of, uh, mobility or lack of being able to beat the best teams on the brightest stages. Like he kind of is what he is. He's not a train wreck, just like Mike Zimmer. Mike Zimmer will put together a defensive game plan to fluster Aaron Rodgers, And then the next week he will revert back to certain things and habits. You're not going to finish with two wins with these guys, but you're also not going to win 12 or 13 and win four games in January and February against the best teams in the NFL. And that's the, that's, that's the comfortable place that you find yourself in if you are a fan or if you run a franchise. I would like to advertise myself to the Minnesota Vikings. Sign me up. What's the vet minimum? Like half a million dollars? Yeah, I Sign think me right. up to play any position for the team because if nothing else, I fight hard. And that's all that matters for this head coach. Give your all. Yeah. Phil, you talked about the bar should be 10-plus wins, but it's not. And I'm going to pair that with, Judd, what you said not that long ago as far as, okay, the Vikings, they're not going to compete for a championship. They're not a championship contending team. I will disagree with you on that because they are championship contenders in the fact that whatever the low bar is, the lowest bar for the NFL. So before it was, okay, the sixth seed and just make it in as a wild card spot. Now it's seven. Whatever that low bar is, the Vikings will make a championship year to reach that benchmark, and that is it. We made the playoffs. We did just enough. Okay, next year is going to be different. Okay, it didn't go as good as last year, this year, but that's okay. We'll build back up to what we were the year before. It's how can you keep seeing this? The Wolves, you're right there. You're, you have the office. You have front row seats. How do you say these dudes are billionaires? They have to be smart people. I'm I'm not going to insult their intelligence, but my God, I am sitting here doing this. I'm doing this from home. I do my YouTube channel from home. I don't get paid anything from the team. These are professionals that get paid millions upon millions of dollars to know more than me. How do they keep seeing this and saying, yeah, this is fine. We're we're going to roll the dice and do it all over again, baby. And then when you get your teeth kicked in against a team like San Francisco or when it really counts the most, you, you sit there. Oh, man, that's I couldn't see that coming. Really? I've been saying it for three years. How do you not see this? This I don't care. I've never been that fan. I used to always be the fan that gets riled up. and Yeah, Vikings, go Vikings, let's win this game. I used to do that all the time. This is the first time I think in my life I've been following this team for 21 years. 
that I can sit and watch a game. I was telling you guys before we started streaming, my mom was here for Thanksgiving weekend. We watched the game against the Niners, and she was getting pissed off. She was, uh, interception, what is happening? How did they give up a touchdown to end the first half? And I said, Mom, it, it's all right. It, it's okay. This is who they are. This is the first time that I can remember that I can sit and watch this team and not give a damn. This is the Minnesota Vikings. Sign me up for a half million dollars to fight hard. I'll be right there. Yeah. Corner, safety. Um, I yeah. I think the problem, too, is that the Wilfs are hardcore football fans, and they love the sport. And, and Spielman and Zimmer uh, regale them with football stories and tell them what's go- going on internally. And, and, and Bill Parcells, who is the Wilfs' hero, calls Zimmer all the time. And so he knows Bill Parcells. Um, and I think they're the, I think to illustrate the issue here, it's very important because the Wilfs, like a ton of the, these guys as businessmen, are extremely successful, right? Think about this for a second. If you ran a business, so it's not sports though, your business, which, which, which you know, nets you millions of dollars, and a key employee said, I am really unhappy. And that key employee might be petulant, but it's a key employee. And that person said, I got problems here. Only in sports would you allow that employee's boss to trade him to Buffalo as quickly as possible. If Stefan Diggs was an employee for any other Wilf bit business who was bringing in revenue, okay, and he was like, I know I'm sort of petulant about this, but here are the problems, X, Y, and Z. The Wilfs would do an audit of the company and be like, okay, you might be right, you might be wrong, but we are sure as hell going to find out, right? Stefan Diggs melted down a few times, and Spielman finally said, I'm trading him. And nobody said, hold on a second here. This is a really good offensive player. It's what at the time, 2019? This is an offensive league. This guy's a special, special employee. And we're just going to allow Rick to just trade him? Let's now, find out why he's not happy. I will say I agree with your entire process. Like you're you're you are picking at the process, and I agree. Yeah, not the no the, trade, the, trade, the result trade. was excellent. Yes. But, <laughs> but, sure. but Justin Jefferson is better than Stefan Diggs. But we're sitting yes, he here is. with we're we're now back to the same potential powder keg of Jefferson um playing with a QB who skips a two point conversion at his feet and o- yeah. overthrows him because he, he thinks he's uh you know big bird basically so we're we're like sitting with the same problem partially cuz they never found out what's the problem here is the problem mike is the problem rick mm-hmm. is, is there a problem with kirk my point yeah my point is not that the trade didn't in in some ways blind luck work out my point is that you basically are sitting here with the same problems again because nobody said let's look into the problem yeah and now like now you're sitting here you know for a a million different reasons there's been a new offensive coordinator every year and now you're literally sitting here and we we brought this up before the ravens game we've we've done this exercise you know before the packers game offense and passing offense are driving success in the nfl now I have a feeling the Patriots might actually kind of revert it back. I, you know, everything's kind of cyclical, and the Patriots, without any meaningful outside receiver presence, 
are moving the ball. They've got a great defense, and you know they might wind up representing the AFC in the Super Bowl and maybe winning it. Who knows? But you look at the teams that make it to the Final Four the last several years. It's just it's the best passing attacks, and you have to have a good defense as well. And the Vikings' defense isn't good enough, even if the offense clicked on all cylinders. But you look around these rooms, and you've got offensive innovators. You've got look at in Baltimore. We talked about this before that game. You've got. You've got John Harbaugh, who has become this wonderful leader and a guy that you know players will run through a wall for. He deconstructed the entire offensive system from Joe Flacco to then Lamar Jackson, and they brought in Greg Roman, who constructed the Colin Kaepernick offense in San Francisco nine years ago, right? Innovation. The Rams have been struggling lately, but Sean McVay is one. I mean, Sean McVay brought the Jared Goff offensive unit to a Super Bowl, a close one at that against the Patriots. Innovation, right, up and down that staff. The Vikings have a head coach that doesn't give a rip about offensive innovation. Like, finally he stepped in and started, you know, telling the staff, like, we got to throw to Jefferson more because somebody probably told him to, right? And finally, like, after four years, he started meeting with Kirk Cousins for the first time. He couldn't be bothered to even meet with the quarterback until year four. And the offensive coordinator is a 34-year-old son of an established coordinator who was a wide receivers coach at Kansas five years ago. Mm-hmm. Like, there's just, there's, these other offenses are playing high-level chess, and the Vikings are stumbling in with a coordinator that's trying to figure out how to get in the flow of calling plays for the first time, right? And so it's no wonder that you're unable, like, in, again, people are going to point to, but the defense gave up 200 yards. You should have scored 40 points against the Niners. You were gashing them, and then you went into a shell in the second half. You're not innovative enough, and it's just like, why don't you have any innovators on the most important side of the ball in 2021? How is that possible? You need consistency on offense. That's going to give you the best chance of sustained success. Greg Roman, what I will say about him, what really sticks out, is that if you remember when Lamar Jackson got drafted coming out of Louisville, Everyone thought, or maybe not everyone, but a large portion of folks, including myself, I said, I don't know if he's going to be an NFL-caliber quarterback. Maybe he should play receiver or some special position. But the fact that Greg Roman has been able to make Lamar Jackson an offense revolve around Lamar Jackson. They run the football. They allow him to run the football, throw the, the football to the tight ends. Brian Dayball with Josh Allen. Josh Allen, coming out of college, he struggled with accuracy. Bill Belichick, I mean, he has a consistent offensive coordinator in Josh McDaniels. So I just, this rotation of offensive coordinators, and forget that, if this head coach, if this head coach had an elite defense, or at least a very good defense consistently, then we could say, all right, you know what? They're top 10 every year, top seven every year. The offense, it could be better, so much better, but man, you know what? With an average offense and this very good defense, they're going to win double-digit games every season. But it's not. This defense is awful. It's pathetic. All the resources they put on this defense, and you're 30th in the league in total defense? So your defense is ass. You're very conservative, except week 10. Finally, week 10, you say, okay, let's be more aggressive here. I had a meeting with Justin Jefferson, and I said, we're going to get you the ball. But it's too late. I want consistency with this team for defense to work. Everything has to go right all the time. And that's just not how it works 
in today's league. Two things from a personnel construction standpoint that that and it's hindsight, but it's totally fair because it's Rick and Mike's job to know what they're doing and make the right calls. And the two things that stand out to me right now are, are this. The Dalvin Tomlinson signing, which we question because it's a nose tackle who they're going to move to three technique, and that's not the same position. And Dalvin Tomlinson has not been a train wreck, but there is no way that he qualifies as a good marquee free agent signing. He's been okay, uh, but you've got to invest that in, as we said at the time, I think, offensive line. Yeah. Like that why, why money, is Ole Udo starting? Right, that we, money yeah. has to go there. Like, and and Armin Watts can play. Like, like you had choices, and you basically said last year, Michael Pierce, this year, Tomlinson. Okay, bad call. The second one, very much hindsight, but again, this is where Rick comes up woefully short and if i own the vikings this is a major strike mac jones's play for the patriots is another indication that rick just doesn't see quarterbacks clearly because imagine this if you had if you had stood pat and taken mac jones okay and let's say he didn't even play you still if you knew what you were watching in mac jones you're sitting on a guy then who you almost are certain that you're going to have a new coach for next year. And that could be your guy then for 10 years. And he would not be this version of Mac Jones by any, like and Mac Jones playing. is basically 2020, uh, 2001 Tom Brady right now. Like there's yep. a lot of sure. but I mean, similarities. Mac Jones, if, if he had been mothballed and he probably would, would have been mothballed. But my point is he would have been on your team and you could have said, I've got the foresight here to have taken Mac Jones and we're going to have a different offensive coach in 2022. And we at least have taken a QB who's going to give us a chance. And it's, so I really do think that, that we, and I think the problem is Vikings fans will say this is, well, how are they supposed to know? That's not fair. No, actually, that's very fair. It's we the literally do, Here's a comment from Scorn on Facebook. Literally, TJ just says, not, yeah. to, not to crap on TJ, we appreciate the comment, but he says, yeah. no one thought Mac would be good. Calm down, guy. Yeah. It is quite literally your job as an yeah. NFL general manager to figure out who's good and who's not, and, right? And that's, the most, <laughs> and, but I mean, and that's the most important position to do it. Like, that's, that's where you make your money. Well, I might, I mean, I'll, I'm not going to defend anything that's been happening uh, with this franchise this season. But Kellen Mond, I mean, Chris Sims had Kellen Mond as like the fourth or fifth best quarterback above a couple. I think he had him above Justin Fields in one of his iterations. And maybe he maybe he got cold feet and moved off that on the day before the draft. But the thing about Kellen Mond is we don't really, A, know anything about his progress at this point. But, B, they've had like two or three self-scouting come-to-Jesus weeks already offensively with their first unit and Kirk Cousins so well what work is Mike Zimmer putting in to work with Kellen Mond zero right like he's he can barely be bothered to work with Kirk Cousins um so uh, Clint Kubiak does he have time and Andrew Janoko the the quarterback's coach who's now it sounds like he's taking on a bigger role in just terms of planning the offense like who is molding and spending actual time with Kellen Mond that is the question that's the question because Mac Jones would obviously Kirk Cousins would still be starting for this team, but right. Mac Jones 
how do we trust that this team would develop him? Because for all we know, Mac Jones would get the Kellen Mond treatment as in he would be inactive all the time because for whatever reason, we think Sean Mannion is the greatest thing since sliced bread. I think it would be the same situation. No, seriously, it doesn't matter. Who is the eye that sees the quarterback? Because what here's what I have a problem with. You drafted Kellen Mond. I got excited for it. Oh, my God, this could be our quarterback of the future. But now I don't trust that he's getting developed. And just like that, going into 2022, who's to say we're not looking at another quarterback, assuming this same regime is still here? Well, Kalamon, it's, you know, what one year he's just not doing good in practice. We're going to find someone else. You can't develop a quarterback under this regime. And not even that. Going beyond that, going to the defense, why can't we develop young players? Why do you have to rely on nothing but veterans to play on your defense? I, you can't develop anybody, anybody on this team. So your defense is bad. You can't develop a quarterback. Sean Mannion is the wave of the future. What is happening with this team? If you can't develop young players at any level, Justin Jefferson, obviously, that's a special player. But on defense and at quarterback, if you can't develop young players, what are we doing here? Yeah, I think my guess is in the last two or three, because there was a time where Zimmer early in his tenure, he helped develop Xavier Odes and he helped develop yeah. um, Eric Kendricks. Like there's that that first wave of young players from like five or six years ago. And Harrison Smith was Harrison Smith sort of preceded Zimmer, but Zimmer got the most out of him. But it's almost like as the seasons piled up, he started to get really impatient and then decided, I, I don't have to, I don't, sorry, Armin Watts, sorry, Cam Dantzler, you know, yeah. I, I just, I don't have time for this anymore. And I feel like my job is too much in jeopardy to have to, you know, work with six young guys on defense. And so let's go get five veterans in free agency. That's what so I think happened. The question then is who's doing what? Like, like Mike's not, developing players rick rick is is not able to identify the most important position in sports that that's and, why and, i just, and some other first rounders like like yeah, Garrett I mean, bradbury is but yeah. the boss and, know, but i mean vikings fans so the defense now the the let's shoot this down is well yeah but they traded back and got derisaw and that looks like a great pick and it might be and he might be a great left tackle he's yeah. not a quarterback he's still not a quarterback like that's the thing that's our inherent excuse making problem which is well what more do you want you you demanded a left tackle okay yeah that's awesome Judd, i think a lot of people listening and watching are wondering why are you talking about quarterback i mean just well, to be real like a lot a lot of people are like why what what do you why are you talking about quarterback the vikings have one of the 10 best quarterbacks in the world right now why would you even be talking about quarterback because i mean i'm just like there's probably thousands of people right now that are wondering that because their GM can't find one, and, and no, but Kirk, he did. His name is Kirk and, Cousins, <laughs> but it hasn't worked. What do you mean? The problem get is, Kirk, get Kirk better yeah. supporting cast and coaching. Yeah, he's the best quarterback since Tom Brady. I, I don't. I mean, that's what a lot of that's that's where a lot of people are coming from. Okay, then ultimately, after a year of Kirk and Mike, Rick should have picked Kirk and fired Mike and got a coach in to coddle Kirk because Kirk needs. Kirk is. I'll say what I said again. Kirk is a mental midget. So you got to help Kirk out. And Mike is the last guy in the face of, of the earth. I'm a people person, damn it, to help people out. <laughs> so so that's but that's the problem. But I mean Rick's inability 
Beyond Teddy, who we don't know, Rick's inability to find a quarterback and a young one and to get a guy here to develop said QB is a major problem. And the scariest thing with Mond is, quite frankly, at this point, I hope nobody's working with him at all. <laughs> he's just so alone. that a new st- he's so just alone in the corner. I hope he's in a closet <laughs> and that they can pull him out of mothballs next year and be like, let's work with him now. Be- because I seriously, who who do you want? Like Kubiak? Hey, Kellen, I'm gonna help you. I would I would prefer the Kellen Mond start from point zero again in training camp with an offensive staff that can tell me, okay, this kid can play or or this kid can't play. But the I more like this comment we... from Nate here on the YouTube channel. He says, let's move Mond to guard. Maybe that's why we haven't <laughs> seen Mond. He's, he's busy guy. gaining 140 Dwight pounds. Davis. He can play right guard. The same guy. I never saw him Who's together, that guy? A guy? That guy looks like a fat but, Kellen Mond. What? Do, do you guys guard? trust? I mean, do you guys trust this current staff? I don't. No. I, no. No. I mean, I, 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 mean I, I trust them more than I trust the Jets staff, but that's back. Now we've come full circle. Super right? low bar, but... At what point, when you keep Cam Dantzler, Kellen Mond, Wyatt Davis, for all we know, when you keep wasting these draft picks, it gets to a point, why even have a draft? Just trade all your draft picks. I'm, I'm very serious. I, it, it's jokingly, but like I'm very Venom. serious at the I mean, same the Ram, time. The Rams have kind of done what that, is, right? The Rams are like, I don't know, whatever. We don't need first first picks. Draft picks. Need them. Yeah. What is the point? If you're just going to rely on veterans at the quarterback and all defense and, at this point, offensive line outside of Christian Derrissaw, why have a draft? What is the point? Because as much as I criticize Rick Spielman, and he does deserve criticism, Mike Zimmer's and his coaching staff's inability to develop young players, that makes Rick look even worse than what he does right now. What is the point? Just get better. Sign uh, free agents every single year to fill out your entire roster. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, boys, how we're all sort of fired up here. I think we're all a little, little hot under the collar with this Vikings team. Mike Zimmer's on a hot seat. When you're no, feeling the heat, he's here forever. He should be on a hot no, seat. This is it, Randy. This is going to be it for him. Yeah. When you're, I don't feeling, know about Rick. He's gone. Mike's gone. Fe- let me, let me, let me transition here. When you're oh, feeling the heat, <laughs> bad. throw on a pair of chill boys. Thank there you. There we go. That's all I wanted. To there, do. You there you go. Oh, I realized. You guys like pick, like yeah. picking, picking. I was silent. <laughs> Poking at my yeah. clear nope. transition nope. to a chill boys read here. <laughs> I just I'm just pissed off. So I uh, no, we know it's all good. We all are. And I chill boys are here to help calm you down mm-hmm. and make sure that everything is comfortable <laughs> down there. <laughs> Chillboys.com. It's holiday season. Okay, what are your make, therapist? I'm th- yes, I talk yeah. to my chill boys at night. <laughs> Show boys long johns. I had a rough day. Let's talk. You know, I have thought about just getting a, a pair of chill boys long underwear for literally everyone on my on my gift list this year, and just just throw them in the stocking. Boom, chillboys.com. Just like that. I need I need a pair that's white. Do do they have pairs that are oh white? My God. Well, are you saying, ah, I don't, so are you saying you're a whitey you pre chill boys? Are you a whitey uh, tighties kind of guy? No, Is that... no, 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 no. Here's what I'm saying. So, you don't so strike me as a whitey tighties. I wear, I wear my black long john chill boys with shorts, and I told Dawn, oh basketball players wear these. So, and she's like, "No, <laughs> you look ridiculous." So last night I took a picture of Ant with his shorts and long pants on. Yeah, he had the, he had the white ones on, right? And she sent me the no leggings. Back. Those are white, Judd. 
I think so, we can we can pull some strings. So for you. clearly, yeah. I need to be wearing my shorts, my black shorts, and black the white. Shorts, so yeah. so I'll go. be like Ant then, and yeah. I'll be cool to roam around my house, yeah. right? Uncriticized. Michael Jackson was like the only guy I could pull off like the black shoes and white socks look. Like you you can't I, you you yeah. can't be doing that. You can't be doing the similar I, kind of lifestyle. I need help. We'll put yes, in a word yes, with do. our friends at Chill Boys yeah, and ChillBoys.com. Tell them Sorry, Purple right. Daily sent you the best uh, Minnesota-based company. So, all right, your final thoughts here, realistic Randy. Get it, get it, uh, give it every last drop of emotion or or whatever it is. It's not even emotion. It's just like stoicism, Viking stoicism out here. No, the reason why Mike Zimmer doesn't have a hot seat is because his hot seat was wearing chill boys so it's super cool it doesn't <laughs> exist anymore <laughs> it's I'm over vision ziggy wolf and a pair of uh, chill boys long underwear now i can't get that's, that out of my head that's possible mm. it's uh they're going to beat the lions and everything's going to be great and we just have to rely on a couple of other teams to do the dirty work for the vikings beat this team here so we can leapfrog them handle your own business okay you're eight years in and you're still doing whatever you can to scratch and claw to make the final wild card spot. Are we being serious right now? But they beat the Packers. And they beat the Chargers. That's Hang saying something. Hang yeah. it up right there. Hey, when Barstool. It- hey, our guy, uh, Big Cat at Barstool, Cat, he ranked the below 500 teams, power rankings, Vikings, the number one below Hang 500 it. team. That's right. Let's get it. You like that? You like that? Skull. Randy? January 10th. January 10th. Is that Black Monday? Oh, is that Black Monday? Yes. We can crack a surly furious and celebrate a new era of Viking football. The day that that happens, that they announce. I've got my phone on alert for Bleacher Report to send that notification saying, (laughs) hey, Mike Zimmer out as head coach of the Minnesota Vikings. (laughs) That happens. I am going to lose it. I'm going to celebrate. It's going to be Christmas. I can't wait to let out all, all this joy that I've been holding back because I don't have it right now. I'm just going through the motions and just watching this team, and whenever they have a poor performance, well, they fought hard. Well, that's all that matters. For When it comes to fighting hard and almost and mediocrity, the Minnesota Vikings are the greatest team of all time. I'm excited for January 26th-ish. When after the seven seed Vikings go into Lambeau Field or Arizona and win the first round playoff game and then get beat in the okay. second round, that Mike Zimmer signs okay. a long term contract extension and Clint Kubiak gets sniffs around the league as a young, hot head coaching candidate and Kirk Cousins like signs like a four year contract extension. Carry that torch forward. That's what I'm excited for. Can't even keep a straight face. I am convinced that Mike <laughs> is going to be here forever until he decides he wants to leave. He could be long oh, gone man. when his time is up. He'll still be coaching this team. Yeah, it's not. I see. A, I see a lot of people in the YouTube comment section throwing Russell Wilson's name out there. That is, we we will definitely be speculating on that at some point. I don't think now is the right timing, but right. there is a. There is a falling out happening between Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. I think they're going to get rid of Pete Carroll and try and make yeah, things right Pete with Russ. Yeah, I Pete Carroll's gone. There's no I, way. I, unless Russ flat out demands a trade and they and they say yes. But, boy, Russell Wilson with Justin Jefferson. The Vikings also just lack true leadership. And Kirk is a mercenary. He's not a leader. 
Yeah. Russell Wilson's a leader who just needs to fix his hand and get out from underneath Pete Carroll. I don't think I don't think Russ leaves though. I think Pete Carroll gets fired. And here's here's the name to watch. Would would the Seahawks clean house completely and fire their GM, John Schneider, who's a former Packer assistant GM and a St. Thomas grad, Minnesota guy. Yeah, and he's basically been Carroll's right hand guy. Uh, if he got away from Pete. I think he's a pretty respected football guy. Yeah. And I think I think Pete's going to my guess is Pete's in broadcasting next. I I don't oh, think Pete's gonna continue coaching. I'm all I'm actually all in on that. Or he'll I go back he'd to be college. Wondering. I can see that. Maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe, yeah. he'll, maybe he'll maybe he'll take the Notre Dame job. Maybe Notre it's Dame out job. there. That if Pete Carroll gets fired before Mike Zimmer, all hell's gonna break loose. I need to be in the press yeah. and ask him the tough questions to that head coach. <laughs> Why do you consistently suck at your job? <laughs> I love it. Let's go to Randy. Yeah. You, yeah. you guys the... can time for two more. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Time for two That's more. It. Why do you suck? Done. Why are you terrible? Uh, oh you can God. find Realistic Randy on his own YouTube channel if you wish. And if you're watching us right now on the Purple Daily YouTube channel, please click subscribe and click the like button. If you're just sick of the mediocrity, click the like button and help spread the word about the show. All right, dudes, another Purple After Dark in the books presented by Surly Brewing Company. Randy, Judd, Declan, I'm Phil. We'll see you guys tomorrow on Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.